Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by a special guest speaker. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com. Oh, but we thank you this afternoon for your love. We thank you for mighty baptisms today in your love. We thank you for holy wreckage in this place today with love. Thank you for love encounters right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this love that we want to be in the love distribution business here. We want, Lord, this love, this love of God to be distributed from our hearts by the Holy Ghost that's given. Just touch your neighbor right now. Thank you, Father. We just thank you, Lord. Somebody's got my back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for perfect love driving out all fear right now. Hey! Thank you, Lord, for intimacy with you. So we heard so wonderfully in the previous session, Lord, that it's your desire. We want to be your bride that has made herself ready. We want to rise up to greet and meet with you. Hey! Thank you, Father. Hey! Sing over us, Father. Sing over us. Thank you, Lord. We thank you right now.
Thank you for gale force winds. Come blow across this garden. Come release the fragrances of this garden into Austin, Lord. Hey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, you're amazing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Jesus said, if a man would love me and keep my words, him will my Father love. And we will come and we will build our home in him. This is your home, Jesus. This is your church, Jesus. We are your body. We are the living stones. We have been assembled together. We have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. We thank you that you have brought out of your treasury the wind, and we thank you for the fresh wind that blows. We thank you for diffusing your fragrance in every place. We thank you for every closed-up garden being open, Lord. We want more, Lord. Thank you, Father. More, Lord, more. Thank you, Father. Thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. We thank you right now for the light of revelation. Thank you, Lord, for the release of the knowledge of your will. 
Thank you from glory to glory you take us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just want to share a little bit this afternoon about some of my journey. At earliest year, I began to have these yearnings for God. I can remember at age four and five being overcome and overpowered by the love of God. I didn't understand everything. I still don't. I was absolutely in amazement in the morning session with Brian and the revelation that just flowed. It brought me back to our Bible school days when this amazing woman of God, Dr. Fuchsia Pickett, would teach us into the presence of God through the Song of Solomon. And I... I'd like to launch there in Song of Solomon 3 in verse 1 by night on my bed I sought the one I love I saw him but I did not find him I will rise now I said anybody want to rise up now and I will go about the city in the streets and in the squares and I will seek the one that I love. Love is likened to fire. Love is supposed to be all-consuming. The love of God. In my pastoral days here in the hill country, I was consumed for the little cities of the hill country. Mason, Menard, Brady, Junction, Kingsland, Tau, yeah, Fly Gap, Hexed. These little spots on the road, Fredonia. But Jesus loves every city, every town. He spoke to his disciples, let us go to the next town, to the next city. For this purpose I have come into the earth. Why? Because there's people in towns. Men, women, and children. And we know he even cares about the animals in the town. And so, doing the work of the ministry, praying, fasting, we began to see 
the worst of the worst coming to Jesus. We began to see them come three, four in the morning. Rascals. That would come broken in tears. What must I do to be saved? We had seen some spoiling of prince, dark princes, and a spoiling of their goods. But what really transformed me was a, a minister pastor's retreat in East Texas where I told my wife, if it's the same as it was last time, we're not coming back. I think what we come out of it is everybody had Jezebel in their church. There were more Jezebels than Taco Bells. This person gets around. And they, everyone would discuss their problems and splits and challenges. And man, I didn't need any more of that. I had deacons and elders. My church was deacon possessed. <laughs> but it, a move of God had begun. There was a man that had been to Toronto and he started trying to share and my wife and her friends started laughing. Anybody that knows my wife, that's a sign and a wonder. <laughs> she was disruptive in a service. Now that's me, not her. I love to disrupt. I didn't understand. I thought, oh, sweetheart, like, calm down. <laughs> this brother tried to share, but then the Spirit was poured out on us. And so they had this kind of like minor key kind of Jewishy song. But I didn't realize I was becoming inebriated. Not as you suppose. And I wanted to dance. I'll have this dance. But I could not. I, I, I took a few, I did a few little moves and then I crashed down on my face. On the floor. And there was no one to scrape me up off the floor. And I kept trying to push up, but I could not, I couldn't get up. All I could do was flop over onto my back. And then on my back, I thought, I've got to get up. I've got to gain control. And then I would flop over again on my belly. And now I'm rolling in the floor something I didn't believe in. I mean, I was a Baptist before. And when we had the charismatic movement, I received the Holy Spirit with dignity, you know. <laughs> I 
And I can remember being in India with tens of thousands in a meeting, and there's a woman rolling in the floor, and I'm judging her. I'm saying, what a shameless display of raw human emotionalism. The father interrupted and said, uh, can, I, can I talk to you just a minute? You see this woman? Can you imagine the, the bondage she's coming out of? Is it all right with you? Listen, when you ever hear that from the Father, you're definitely in the woodshed. (laughs) Is it all right with you that she knows joy and happiness in me? Don't be so quick to judge, beloved. So now I'm rolling and rolling and rolling. But then they kind of do this little minor key thing. I want to dance. And then I end up on the floor on my face. I'm rolling, rolling, rolling. And there was this guy. He's still pastoring up in the Dallas area. He used to be a sheetrocker. He even was on Walker, Texas Ranger. He got paid to get beat up by Walker. I said, Nelson, come and get me off the floor. And he pulled me up. He set me down next to two other pastors between them. And I fell on one of their chests. I'm not in the habit of, of being on men's chests, all right? And while... This brother is trying to share again. He said, oh, the fire of God is going to fall. And I said, I'm drunk, all right? And it's a hot fire. He said, no, it's not a hot fire. I said, it's hot over here. And everything's different. From God's perspective, I said, boy, it sure is different from his perspective. <laughs> After midnight, the meeting began to break up. I had to be carried to the break room where they... People running the camp just left our cookies and milk out on the table. They, they exited. And here are pastors and their wives sharing these deep deliverance things that happened in that glory that came. That one of them, was, had, her father had left her in a truck while he was goose hunting. And it got dark, and she was scared. And so from that moment on, she said in her heart, my dad values the goose hunting more than he values me. Live that way for decades until in that movement, God set her free. 
And it touched me so much, but I was drunk. Not as you suppose. Let's be clear. I start crying like a drunk. <laughs> and my pastor's wife, who's now apostolic to church of 35,000 people, she was laughing, everybody was laughing, and I, and I'm, I plowed, I shut up. It's not funny. It's precious. And they were like. <laughs> I had to be carried to our room by two brothers. They put me on the bed sideways across. But I couldn't get up. I needed to get up. My wife had to help me to get to the bathroom. I remember brushing my teeth and it seemed like the toothbrush was this wide. And super foamy toothpaste. She had to help me back to the bed. I've had some amazing nights with Jesus, but that perhaps was the most wonderful in my entire life. I slept, but my heart was awake. All night long visitation. All night long heaven. Just pouring anybody hungry right now. Anybody hungry for a fresh move of God? When we were driving back down 20 the next day, we passed people that had their hands up, one hand on the steering wheel, another hand up, wife with the hands up, tears running down their faces. To get to Dallas, my dad wanted me to go to my mom and dad's church there in Plano. I didn't want to go to the church because it was so controlling. So my dad and I were going to go down, take care of some of the affairs of my aunt's homes down in Oak Cliff, but he forgot the key, so we went to the bean supper night at church. And There was nothing going on until the women shared. Some of the women shared about a retreat that they had. Brothers, you better understand that the women usually get it much faster than we do. Appreciate your affirmation, men, about that. And as one of the two or three of the women shared about what had happened, life came in the room. Someone came in the room. And so I thought, well, I'll just see. And I stood up and I, I shared about Uzzah and the ark. Just a few moments. And I said, if we can just keep our hands off, 
of His presence. If we'll just celebrate His presence, the presence of glory, if we'll just celebrate it and keep our hands off, we can see movement. We can see the nation restored. And so I shared just a few minutes, and then I sat down. And all of a sudden, a man stood up at the back, and he said, I want what that man has. And the pastor called me back up, and as the man was coming, all I did is I threw my hand at him and said, it's yours, take it. And he goes sailing off of his feet. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Another man jumped up and said, I want it too. I said, it's yours, take it. He went crashing down. And then this church that was geared as a seeker-sensitive I want to be a seeking sensitive. I want to be sensitive to the one I'm seeking. I want to know the way of God in the midst of his people. Teach me your path. Show me your ways that I may walk in them. And the pastor just said, you know that if you've ever been in this church, this has never happened. But we believe this is God. And we want our brother just to be free. And all of a sudden, what was supposed to be a bean supper night became a gleam supper night. Hallelujah. Glory came. They moved out all the chairs. 11 o'clock on a weeknight, I finally left with these, uh, 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 a Mormon guy being wrecked by love, miracles, signs and wonders, people everywhere laying on the floor, people dancing wildly across. I didn't know how it would happen. I go back to my little church in Mason and all of a sudden lost kids are walking in the building and falling under the power. Immobilized. We'd have to, our youth pastors, we had to, you know, give them kind of, you know, all right, here's what you do. Pick them up off the floor. You carry them to the church van. You take them home. You knock on the door with them in your arms and explain to their parents they're not drunk as you suppose. We would go, the men and I, we would go and we'd run lines in the Lano River and we catch big catfish, San Saba River, crappie, white bass. We'd have a big fish fry and a baptism in the Lano. 
Everyone that we would baptize would go out under the power in the river. That got interesting. And the power would come on me, and I realized if I didn't maintain, we were all going to drown. See the headlines of the Lano paper, Mason paper. Pastor and baptismal canis drown in Lano River at baptismal ceremony. Bodies found near the Lano Dam. I remember a youth camp and these kids that had gotten saved, 14 of them, all of them, every one of them out in a swimming pool. I float them to the shallow end, lean them on each other on the shallow end with them laughing and speaking in tongues. Thank you, Father. And during that season, I get a call from a national leader from Mexico. We want you to come and do a Congress on the Holy Spirit with thousands of people there. And I said yes. And then after I said yes, I go. Why did I say yes? This guy's a national hero, famous throughout Mexico. The other man, an Argentine revivalist, famous. I'm a Jeff Collin from Mason, Texas. <laughs> so I was really going to call them back, say, so you've got the wrong guy. And I was before the Lord. And I said, Lord, I don't know what I can do in a great meeting like this. And with his loving voice, he said like this, My son, all I ask you to do is to love me without shame in front of my people. And I will take the love that I put in your heart for me and I will inspire my people to love me more. And when he said that, I said, oh, okay, I could do that. Because you are so easy to love. Put pause on the story. Hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If every one of us could walk that way, we can change this planet. Anybody wanted to stick your hands out and say, I need more love, God. I want to love you more. I want to let your love flow through me.
Thank you, Father. We saw in those meetings, thousands go down like they'd been hit by cannon fire. Miracles. Crazy things happening. We have CEOs as our ushers because we thought that they would be able when the anointing came to still be standing. We were wrong. This one guy was running like a madman with thousands on. It was in a, the conference city in Nacapa, conference center in North Mexico City. He was running like a madman, like this. Not watching where he's going, never touch one person. When we finally sent runners out to catch him, the whole time they hold him, he's like this. And in Spanish, he said, he was, we were saying, what, what's going on with you? In Spanish, he was saying, can't you see them? Can't you see them? We said, what? He said, the angels, they're so fast, I can't catch them. So we let him run. The next morning I prophesy there'd be cities in Mexico where men would not stand up and God would raise up women. I believe one of the marks of this new move of God will be the women standing up like never before. Go ahead, Deborah. Go ahead. And these three, literally the Plaza Lancaster Hotel was right across the street, premium five-star. I walk in there, and there's these three women in their business suits, really expensive. And in English, one of them said, I'm one of those Deborah's that you spoke of. I lifted my hands and the three of them went down right there in the entrance to the lobby of a five-star hotel. I mean like, bam! And we were rolling a little bit, you know, there in the floor. <laughs> well, I never. Never say never. <laughs> there were others drunk on margaritas already. The new wine is so much better. Anybody want to drink right now? <laughs> She dusts, this woman, the leader, dusts herself off and said, can, can we all go to our room on the fifth floor and pray? So we're about 20 or so in this hotel room, small. The women were all on the two beds. The brothers were shoulder to shoulder. And the Holy Spirit came. And we all fell, except there was no place to fall. 
The women were bouncing up and down on the beds. The entire fifth floor was moving up and down. The place that we met was being shaken. There was a woman that was not musical that came into that anointing and wrote over 200 songs that are blessing Latin America to this day. A cantata that was presented in the finest venues in Guadalajara. Stadium that filled later in Guadalajara. Fruit that remained. On the last service, I was supposed to preach. I didn't want to preach. If Brian would have been here, I would have gone out under the power. And right before I would go out of the power, I said, the anointing's on Brian. <laughs> Let's just take a moment. Lord, we thank you for your body. We thank you that it is every joint that supplies. And I just want to go after something right now. Don't think that your part is not important. Um, in this journey with Jesus, I want to see. I want to see what the Father sees. I want to value the less visible parts more than the visible. I want to see the double honor come. Thank you, Father. So I turned to this national leader. The morning I was supposed to I said, Por favor, Fernando, ayúdame. Fernando, you've got to help me. I don't have anything to preach. Will you preach this morning? He said, No, gringo loco, it's your service. <laughs> I won't take it for you. So I turned to the Argentine guy. Man, Juan Carlos, take the service for me. I don't have anything to preach. He said, no, gringo flojo. No, you lazy white guy. It's your service. I'm not going to take it. So I go up. My translator is a bank one executive of Austrian descent. So he had a Germanic kind of way of life, which is sometimes stiff. Sometimes. And when we got up, we were both frozen in front of thousands of people. We could not move. We could not speak. We were like, and while we were like that, the Holy Spirit swept through. People started screaming, dancing, laughing, getting healed. Demons started manifesting and coming out. And I was like, wow, cool. And then 
I could not speak, and so the Lord finally freed my hands, so I preached Acts chapter 2 with my hands. May I preach that same message now? Then I look over to my right and I see this, I think I see this little short woman running in place. And I thought, there was something in my heart. I just wanted to run with her. And the Lord freed me, so I went sailing off the platform. And I went and grabbed this little short woman by the hand. And I start running with her as fast as I can. And But I'm a little bit like tipsy, all right? Under the influence. I'm running under the influence. And as we're running so fast on the tile floor, I realize the other wall is coming. <laughs> so I have to do quick calculus to, you know, what do I do without, so that we won't slam the wall? So I just water skied this, this woman, you know, whipped her around, And we run back across. I'm just running as fast as I can. And we get to what we'd be about here. And it, I realize, oh man, I'm supposed to be leading this service. <laughs> so I turn to go back up to the platform, but she kept sliding to the wall. And right before she slammed the wall, her husband stood up, a towering man. And caught her. Around five o'clock in the afternoon, the meeting finished. We went out for tacos in Mexico City. Excelente. Me gusta mucho. And when we sat down, this national leader said to me, Gringo loco, you don't know what you do today. The woman that you run with is the Supreme Court Justice of Mexico. It turns out she wasn't running. She couldn't run. She had a broken ankle. But I saw her in the spirit running, and she said when I grabbed her hand, the power of God went down and healed her ankle. And I was just taking her on a test run. 
she actually became a friend. She actually, the next Congress, she brought senators, federal court judges, and leaders of the nation to the meeting and lined them all up afterwards. She physically came and got me when I finished preaching. Lines up all her friends in their hundreds and hundreds of dollar suits and business suits and basically saying in Spanish and making my hand going on their heads and they're standing there like this. Get them, get them. They need this. They need this. Why did I share these things? Because I know that we are on the threshold of a move of God. What we're experiencing right now, we would have called an amazing move of God two decades ago. But what we have right now is not the fullness of what God has for us. But I tell you, the wind is already shifted. There's already, just like the geese, just like the salmon, just like so many of the God's creation, they're the first responders of the seasonal shift. The times and the seasons are not for us to know, but they are for us to experience. Anybody want to position your sail, your heart, your life, your family, your friends, your neighborhood to catch the fullness of what God is releasing? I so appreciated Brian's message. Don't live from here. Live from here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. More. I feel so much fire on me right now. Thank you, Father. More fire in this house, Lord. More pillar of fire. More pillar of cloud. Now, the scripture. By night on my bed, Song of Solomon 3, I sought the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. I will rise now, I said, and go about the city and in the streets, and I will seek the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. The watchmen who go about the city family, I said, have you seen the one that I love? Scarcely had I passed by them that I found the one that I love and I held him and would not let him go until I brought him into the house of my mother.
We are chasing after him until he catches us. I want to say that again. We are running after him, chasing after him until he catches us. He has been pursuing us from before the foundation of the world. And the two things that he predestined us for were for love first and good works that follow the love. Father, I thank you this afternoon. We don't want to let you go. We want to be like Jacob. I will not let you go except you bless me. I want to hold another move of God in my arms. If that's you, would you just stand up where you're at? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We adore you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just ask for the worship team to return. Thank you, Father. Just sweep all over this place right now. Spread your wing over us, Father. Extend your mantle over us. We thank you right now for mantles and mandates. Thank you, Father. Stacy, will you come? Come right here. Sweet Jesus. Oh, we love you. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. You're so worthy.
We are desperate for your presence, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So worthy. You're worthy of it all, God. Mm. Wow. Wow, wow. Just invite the sisters that have fire on them forward. Man. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah, ladies in the house, if you're feeling the fire of God on you, I want you to run down here right now. (laughs) There is an invitation. Oh, man. Come on, girls. Get down here. King Jesus wants to meet with you. Pour out your love on him. Pour out your love on our king. Jesus! 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 Can we get the brothers to come and just stand behind the sisters? We need more brothers quickly. I just, I just felt urged by the Holy Spirit that as, as the, don't, don't stop, keep going. As the pastor of this house, I was just supposed to come up and bless what the Lord is doing. And I say, I release you. I release you. I release you. I bless you to soar. 
I bless you to soar, and I say fire over you in Jesus' name. 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 Fire over you to step into your authority, to step into your role, to step into commission, to step into breakthrough, to step into increase, to step into your mantle, your calling. Fire of increase. We release the roar from deep inside of you. The authority from deep inside of you. We release the authority. The deep that calls unto the deep of God that can only come from you. We release it over you right now in Jesus' name. Fire! Whoa! We welcome, we welcome the song. We welcome the song. We welcome the declaration, the decree. We, rel- we welcome the prophetic. We welcome the prophetic unction that comes from you. This is, this is Jeff's daughter. This is Jeff's daughter who walks in authority in the spirit. I just want her to release, to pray a prayer release over you. God, I thank you for these women that you have qualified, who are not raised up simply because a man wouldn't, but they are raised up because you are calling us by name, and we are unashamed. We are unashamed of your glory. We are unashamed of your gospel. So God, I ask for a full release, not because of insecurity, not because of a second place that no one else would, but because we are who you've called us to be, and we are not ashamed of it, Father. This isn't a second place time. This is a time for simply being who he's made you to be. So God, we ask for a full release, a full release of your call and a full surrender and full confidence to it today, God. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com.